Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 548. Hey, guys, your mics are open, so be careful what you do and say right now. Uh, this is your host, Christopher Jones, uh, coming to you live from Merritt, British Columbia. We're going to talk some football tonight on Let's Talk CFL, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk CFL. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Well, because we're sports fans. We're, we're not sports fans. Well, we could be sports fans. We're not Charles's sports fans. We're CFL fans, and that's far more important. Anyhow, we're coming up to the end of the season. We're in the middle of between week 15 and week 16 right now. There is only week 21, and then it goes into playoffs. So there's not a lot of games left, four, four games, five games, depending on where you are in your schedule. Uh, it's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. It's coming down to the wire. I have actually really never seen it where we've been into week 16 and every team in the CFL can make the playoffs right now. I have absolutely, I don't remember if that's ever happened. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't remember that it's actually ever happened. And there's nobody that is like a runaway. Toronto is kind of what they're 11 and one Montreal is six, six wins, seven wins back there. Um, so yeah, they've kind of locked that up. Uh, BC and Winnipeg are fighting it out. Ten wins, nine wins, respectively. Or, sorry, Winnipeg, BC. Winnipeg at ten, BC at nine. Uh, Saskatchewan's back there at six. Anyhow, I made a prediction about four weeks ago that says the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders would not win another game except for the game that they played each other. Uh, since that time, they actually went off and beat BC, both of them, which is excuse me, kind of embarrassing. But Hamilton is on a roll. Seriously, they've won, what, three of the last four games? They're just on an absolute roll. So is Edmonton. Edmonton, who starts out the season 0-9, breaking records. Not, not necessarily that record, but any other records, losing records. Um, and, and they're, like, making a run for the playoffs. They're actually tied with Calgary right now, I think. Uh, yeah, they're tied at Calgary with four wins apiece. Saskatchewan's at six. So both Calgary and Edmonton could surpass Saskatchewan uh, and fight for the third playoff position. But does Hamilton keep winning? If Hamilton keeps winning at six wins right now, they're tied with Montreal. Um, they're going to absolutely eliminate the uh, crossover. I mean, it's, it's going to be gone. So it's going to be whoever comes up in third in, in the Western division. So, Anyhow, so what are we doing? What are we going? Where are we going with this one? So let's uh, introduce the panel and let's go from there. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm excited. We're having some good football. I went racing this weekend. Yep. I took uh, my first race, which is a five-lap race. I, I won that one outright. Uh, actually, the guy was I really close that. behind. Be good for you. He was really close behind me. The second race, I got a, had a flat tire. I had a flat tire at the starting line, and I, we got the pump out, and we, 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 we got pumped up some air, and I told the guy to put in 12 pounds. He put in six. Uh, I went out on the thing, and I couldn't handle. So I ended up in sixth or seventh, sixth place, I think, on that one. 
And then the last race got the tire fix. And uh, I went out on the starting line. Actually, I didn't get the tire fix. I went out on the starting line with full pressure in the tire and I just rolled it. And uh, 30 lap race, I ended up in first place and by a substantial margin, I think about five, six seconds. So it was a, it was a good race. I, hmm. I, I enjoyed myself. I had fun. Yeah, I can't good. play football anymore, so I might as well do something. And racing cars is fun. So that's kind of what I was doing. Yeah. You, you saw the pictures? You, did you see the video? I did. Uh, I didn't see the wow, video. I cool. saw the pictures. Okay. The video's yeah. up there on my wall. So it's pretty cool. Anyhow. I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah. Very good. Everything good yep. with you? Everything good here. Yeah. I'm going to be down in Abbotsford yep. tomorrow, but it's going to be a quick trip in to, in to see my mom. My mom's 93. She's in the hospital. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to cruise down there, see her, and then fly back out and see what we can do. I, flying means me driving fast. It doesn't mean me actually being in an airplane. Yeah, I kind of figured. I've seen you drive before, so I kind of figured. Yeah. I'm a race car driver. I just drive fast. It's That's true. It's a rule. Okay. Anyhow, besides the point. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Yes. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Watched football, watched, watched football all last week and thought I had a possibility of gaining traction with the games. And in three of the four games, I almost did it. But, but of course, yes. teams managed to... Teams managed to snatch uh, defeat out of the jaws of victory. What you, That's all you know, I'm going to say. Funny, the funny thing about this is, is you picked the teams that couldn't win. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, where am I? I I've lost yep. it. Yeah, like you, you went off the yep. off the rails and picked the other team. You did that on every game. Did you pick Hamilton? Yep. Okay, you did. Okay. Yep. I thought no, you didn't, I didn't pick Hamilton. No, I didn't. No, you took Winnipeg. No, I didn't. Because... I didn't pick Hamilton. I picked Winnipeg. No. I yeah, picked you... Winnipeg. No, no, you picked Hamilton. That was your only only oh, hundred points okay. for the day. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I thought you oh, picked Winnipeg because right. okay. you said there's no way Hamilton's got a hope, and they're the ones that did win. Yeah. You know what? And initially yeah. he said that, and then he and then he he changed his mind at the last minute yeah. and went back to Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got, yeah. he got Which points ultimately on that one. Turned out to be the right thing. It was. He's the only one that picked that. They, and yeah. If you were you know not what, a Hamilton really Tiger Cat fan, you would never have picked that what's, game. What's What's really What's really exciting is, I don't want to say this, but Hamilton's quarterback looks really fucking good. He does. Yeah, I was going to make that comment too, Taylor Powell. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, who? Like, yeah, where did Powell. he come from? Well, you've always got some nugget stuck in the corner, right? And what they had, they had they they, they had Matthew Schlitz as their quarterback, their number one quarterback, and they had uh, Taylor Powell as their backup. And they didn't no, think that Bo coming was in the number one quarterback. <laughs> Will you let me finish talking? Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Schlitz was their number one quarterback, and they had Powell as their backup, and they didn't think coming into this season that was going to be adequate for them because they were hosting the Grey Cup, and they went off and they spent way too much money bringing in Bo by mitchell which then put Schlitz back into number two and put Powell back into number three, and it was a bad decision it, it, all around. 
I just I don't know how they did it, but Powell is 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 playing amazing. I mean, when I said that Hamilton wasn't going to win another game for the rest of the season, Powell hadn't been playing yet. So he's just yep. been amazing. He's he's just I don't know. Because the team wasn't that bad. The team really wasn't that bad. They just, things weren't happening for them. And they, they, they just needed to get their shit together. And I think they did. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 did a lot of it have to do with Tommy Condell being fired and Scott Milanovich coming in as the OC? They have been a lot better since then. Uh, well, yeah. and, they say, and they say Scott Milanovich is a, is a quarterback whisperer, so... Maybe that's why Taylor Powell looks so good. It, it could be. It could be, you know. And Scott Milanovich was a quarterback, and he is, he's a hell of a good coach. And I just heard a rumor that they're going to take uh, Orlando Steinauer out of the head coaching position and move him up into head office. They're not going to fire him. They're just going to move him up into the executive thing, and Milanovich is going to take over the team in the offseason. So I don't know whether that's speculation by somebody or... That would, that would not surprise me in the least. No, it made sense, and that's why I, I even said it. If it was just a rumor out there and I go, nah, I don't think so. Jeff Reinbolt's going to be the head coach. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass that, that rubbish <laughs> on, right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But Winnipeg made that sense. mistake. It, well, I don't even think Jeff Reinbold. You know the worst thing, and it, this this always happens, is we get these young stud quarter or coaches that are doing really well. Is is, and I'm not even going to call them young. I'm going to call them young as in inexper- inexperienced. Okay, Bob Dice is a prime example. Um, even Paul Lapalise and and Jeff Reinbold, they get thrown into a head coaching position when the team is at their absolute worst. Right? How many people true. How many people take over a Grey Cup winning football team? Mike Benavides. Yeah. Okay. Dave Dickinson. Um, so, I mean, that's it just doesn't happen, right? You, when you fire a coach, it's usually because the team sucks. And the new guy that you bring in You've got him at a, a huge disadvantage. First off, he's not a good coach. He, he's not experienced coaching. And you've got him in the basement. It's not fair. Well, that's what happened to Reinbold. What's that? In Winnipeg. That's what happened to 100%. Reinbold in Winnipeg. Because uh, in 96, the Bombers played Edmonton in Edmonton in the West semifinal, and they lost 70-7. to And that was Cal Murphy's last uh, hurrah in Winnipeg. And then he was fired, and uh, that was I, it. I would and hope then, so. Uh, Ryan Bolt was Ryan Bolt, Ryan Bolt was brought in in '97 with no quarterback, no Canadian talent, nothing. So I mean, he didn't make things better, but not like he was given a lot to work with. No, so, and that's a it, general manager's fault more than anything. anything. Yeah, and he probably wasn't ready, you know, to be fair. But it's still, I mean, he it was a it was a shit show all the way around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it does. It doesn't matter whether it's Reinbold, whether it was Paul Lapolis in Winnipeg, whether it was any. It doesn't. I don't care where you're coaching. Is Bob Dice in Ottawa right now? Uh, Ottawa was a shit show. Is, has he made it better? No. Well, no. 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 Is he making good calls? No. Right. 
No. But but he doesn't have the team supporting him either. You know, if they were out there winning games, then you don't have to make stupid decisions. I would hope not. Anyhow, the most that's actually, the most the most ama- the most amazing thing is Reinbold hasn't been a head coach in <laughs> twenty five years. Nobody has ever given him another chance. Lapple, nobody was going to give him a chance, but Ottawa had no choice. They needed somebody. And that, that didn't work out so good either. It's the second time he got thrown into a shit show. Anyhow, uh, third person on the panel here. Fourth person? Fourth, fourth person. Third besides me is Rudy. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Enjoying the weather. It's 30 degrees. It was 30 degrees today in Winnipeg, so it was nice. And uh, just didn't... Enjoyed watching the games. Well, I've not really enjoyed watching the games. More or less shaking my head at, at a lot of the games last weekend. And starting with Montreal, Cody Fiorito Cody Fiorito started the shit show with that interception that I've never seen a worse thrown ball at a worse time you could possibly do it. They had Toronto beat, and uh, he—I don't know what that even was—and it cost me money because I had. A little bit of money on Montreal for the upset. So that, should, that was yeah. a sign of things to come. I shouldn't have watched another second of CSL football. I would have saved myself some some heartache. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I didn't even get to watch the BC Lions game on Saturday night because I I was out racing, and uh, I've been trying to. I've been I saw the highlights, which were kind of amazing. Um, but uh, I wanted to watch the, the show again, and TSN hasn't loaded it up on the on their sign yet. And you know, and I, I post that out on Let's Talk, and Sparky comes back and he goes, "Well, if you on Insta, Instagram and Instagram maybe, yeah, Twitter, I don't know. Anyhow, and you uh, you you type this in and you get TSN help, and you they're 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 real helpful. You could do that. And I go, Sparky, instead of telling me all the shit that I don't understand, why don't you just do it for me? Why didn't you just yeah. send them a message? Okay, it w- it would have been just as quick to send them a message as it would have been to type me out how to send them a message, and yeah, I failed. The web so it's, it's not really user friendly. No, yeah, send for I don't find it. I don't find it very user. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk some football. We've been talking some football. This is a good show so far. I'm having fun. Um. What are we, five minutes into it? Fifteen minutes into it. Okay, so the the first game we had up was the Toronto Argonauts into Montreal. Now, this is game went the way we expected it to, but it shouldn't have. Montreal had this game. Man, they had this game. And Toronto not only looked winnable, they looked like losers. And, you know, and... Funny, they, they they pulled it off. Yes, good good teams find ways to win 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 ugly, and this was an ugly win. This was definitely a game that they shouldn't have won. And uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, just we're going to talk a little bit more on the running back because I'm not even going to pr- pronounce his name because it, the, he even pronounces it wrong. So I'm not even going to go there. But we're going to talk about that later. Did you guys see that video I just sent you just before the show started? Yeah, did anybody, did anybody look at it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Oh, the, yeah. Sorry, I did the, the run. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I I, I got that off yep. of the the armchair quarterback's uh, 
armchair group. I posted it on Let's Talk to yeah. with a little thing, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that a little later on, but we're not going to talk about it during the game. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Montreal, man, they, they literally had this game in the, the thing. And what happened? Cody Fajardo. He's perfected two things. He's, he's been in the league for, what, six years at least? Mm-hmm. He's perfected two things. At least. How, how to run into sacks and how to throw interceptions. Those are the only two things that he's absolutely good at. And Montreal fans just absolutely love him, just like Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans absolutely loved him, and they just don't see it. But that game was lost because of him. It was disgusting. Okay, anyhow, Rudy, you go ahead. Start us off. Well, yeah, I was watching the game uh, in a lounge, and I'm thinking, okay, this is looking pretty good. I went to the bathroom. I came back. I go, well, this isn't very good at the moment. But I go, well, Montreal had the ball at center field. I go, okay, they need a, a run play, maybe a quarterback draw, get it to the 45 or 40, give yourself a shot at a field goal. No, Piardo throws it to in, in, in thin air to the only player that was – there was not an Alouette 10 yards around that pass. I mean, the Argo player was probably – he had five seconds to get ready to pick that thing off. Like, I don't know what that throw was. Like, you can't make that throw and be called a professional football player. That, that's embarrassing. Like, that is – Broke. I mean, that I, I can't. I wouldn't. I would bench him this week. Who's the backup? What's his name? Uh, be Caleb, Caleb Evans. Yeah, Caleb Evans. I think, I think the Owls are going to crash out. I think Hamilton. Hamilton will get uh, second place in the in the in the East easily, and they'll beat well, Montreal in the uh, semifinal. Uh, if they're Montreal, tied, if Montreal can hit on, Montreal still they're, might get knocked off they're, by crossovers. The, the, their records are tied right now at six and seven. So, I mean, Hamilton is showing uh, power for everything that we're saying about power rankings. They are actually showing themselves in the ability to move forward in an aggressive manner. And Montreal is just, they're the ones that I'm not sure whether they're going to win another game. And, yeah. and they, they may they're not. Going, they're, they're both going in opposite directions quickly. Yeah. Well, big big game this big game this weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Calgary. I haven't even done that. That's, uh, that's a that's a Especially big game. Especially in terms of the crossover, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Now, who knows it's... what? No. Who knows what Calgary team shows up, but. Well, that's another good question, too. <laughs> I, when when have you ever been able to say that? I, I haven't been able to say that in, in, in 12 years. Not since uh, Dunnigan was there, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably pretty true. Yeah. Since, and that's, ever since then, they've been a... Uh... Since Huff took over, I, mean, really, I, mean, I have not been able to say, yeah. oh, well, what, what Calgary team is going to show up? Yeah, I remember that Higgins. They had Higgins after Dunnigan, and Higgins wasn't bad, but he had no discipline on that team. They used to, he, the the inmates ran the asylum on a Higgins team, 
but then the huff came in and that, uh, that was I, it. I think he absolutely got the shaft. He got the shaft in Calgary and he got the shaft in Edmonton. I like Higgins. Who, Tom Higgins? Yeah. I think he's too easy in the players. I didn't think there was enough discipline. Po- that Calgary po- team always Possibly. And, I mean, it, and, and that's the problem with Kahari Jones. Yeah. Right? He, he, he's a great coordinator, great coordinator, yeah. but you can't put him in charge of the, the team because there's got to be somebody down there with an iron fist. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's the problem in Ottawa right now with Bob Dice. Yes, he's not a head coach. He's just not. This guy be a great coordinator, great, great guy. You know, when the coach is ripping people, he's the guy that kind of be played good cop, perfect, but not. Yeah. Not inside. Okay. William. Toronto, Montreal. You know. You should have you won that this be, game. I thought that would be my first win of the, the week. Yeah. And literally I was sitting here and and I almost did it. I almost did it. Okay. You almost threw something at the TV, eat- didn't you? I was eating I was I was eating nachos just before that and my fingers were greasy and I wound up and the and the clicker fell out of my hand, okay? Or it would have went through the T V. Okay. Um Cody Fajardo Cody Fajardo threw that pass so perfect to that fucking Toronto player it wasn't funny. It was like, what the fuck are you doing? And on top of that, Chad Kelly in that game absolutely sucked. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how they won that game, but I do know it was Cody Fajardo. It's that simple. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking horrible. Anyways, so yeah. What can so, I say? so will, will, if yes. you actually ever do it. I want to see a picture, okay? Oh, you will. Don't worry. I want. I'll actually to... probably, I'll actually probably phone you and see if I can rent one of your cabins because my wife will kick me out, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I've been over to Will's place. He's got this this basement that's actually is very, um, very seventy-ish in, in the aspect of it's a lot of dark wood and dark colors, and it's the perfect room for viewing. Movies and, and sports on right. It's a, it's 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 got the the ambiance of that this this room, and he's got this big huge TV on the wall, and these nice big like almost lazy boy chairs in front of it, and I'm going, I could just picture Will sitting here winding up and pitching it through this TV set, and it uh, it hasn't happened yet, and that's been. Shit, what that that was five years ago. Six almost yeah, five years ago that I was there. So uh-huh. the TV the TV's lasted that long or have you got a new one? No, I I I really would like to, but I just I just can't justify spending money on a TV that the TV works great. Okay. Yeah, so, I know. I I have that problem and, too. And I and I and my the room is set up that I don't think I can buy a bigger one. I think I'll be sitting too close and I'll go blind or something. 
Yeah, it, so, it's a big TV. I don't think you need a bigger one. Yeah, it is. No, I know. But my stepson just bought a hundred and a hundred or a hundred and five inch, and I saw it. And it's huge. Mine's only. I think mine's Good sixty Lord. or sixty-five. Yeah. If, yeah, if mine's sixty or room, sixty-five. If you turn the room and put the TV down at the other end, and you had the like your TV's on yeah, the short no. side of the room. Right? It's yeah, not well, on the long side of the room. The, there's a bookcase at the other end, Christopher. There so. is. Yeah. I remember it very yeah. well. It was five years ago and I was only there for a day. Yeah. But And now yeah. it is all decorated in just so you know, it's all decorated in uh in uh, Ottawa Rough Riders plaid now, so what? You heard me. <laughs> my wife my wife got on this my wife got on this kick about plaid about two years ago, and the entire room is done in plaid, okay? Sorry. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Is Patty okay? It's everywhere. What? <laughs> I just said, is she Patty okay? <laughs> okay? She likes it. I don't know. She likes it. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to this, this thing of, other than your emotions? No. Do I just Fuck, move I over to Charles? Losing. I really hate <laughs> losing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we don't. We didn't really lose. I mean, I would have loved Montreal to beat Toronto. I would just absolutely love it. It just didn't happen, unfortunately. And it doesn't matter one way or the other because neither teams in our division, and I don't really give a shit. You just have to tolerate the Toronto fans again about saying how wonderful they are, and their team sucks. It's really not that good of a team, and and yeah, they're eleven and one, and they're probably going to be eighteen and or you know seventeen and one. I don't know if anybody's going to beat them again. Well, Winnipeg might. Winnipeg should. Okay, moving on. Charles, go ahead. Charles, you talk. You're second and nine at the Toronto forty-nine yard line. You don't have to. There's a minute eight left. You don't have to do anything stupid there. Just ball control, do a short dump-off pass, even run the ball at that point. Because Toronto has no timeouts left. You can run 20 seconds off the clock and punt it to them deep in their own end. Or if you get a few yards, you can try the field goal. But as we'll see with Ottawa later, that's not always the best option. What the hell is Cody Fajardo thinking? I mean, honestly, they had that game wrapped up in a bow and just, oh, let's just uh, try a deep pass and get hit and have a pickup. Why? There was no need to do that. No. You play it safe, you win. And they didn't play it safe. They decided to get stupid and try a play they had no business trying. And there goes the game. Really dumb. I don't know what they were thinking there. Just go down and get the field goal. Go down and uh, punt it. Take your chances in overtime. I don't know. It just made no sense to me. I I don't often lay a, a loss at one person, but it's hard not to in that situation. Is it any different than Bob Dice in the Ottawa game against BC last week? Or this no, week later on? No, not at all. That's what I said. Uh, no, not at all. That was stupid, too. 
But you know, I don't it, know. It, 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 that it, was a game they should have won, easily won on home field, and they tried to get fancy and they paid for it. it, it and then they go down and get a shot shit. at the winner and have it blocked. What? It's been a season of stupid shit. There has been a lot of stupid crap this year. Yeah. And games that teams should win and don't. Yeah. Now, 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 when I saw him throw that ball, it, it reminded me of Vernon Adams in the Toronto game. Like, Adams, what are you doing? You're throwing him straight to Toronto guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you used to play for them or something? I don't know what your thing was, right? Five interceptions. He just threw them. Yep. Them. It wasn't like they had to work for them. <laughs> Not like it was amazing. And then they get a shot at a winning field goal and it gets blocked. Yeah. Yeah. But it should okay. have never gotten to that. It should have never gotten to that situation where much else should have had that game. Should have been home and cool out in that game. Yeah. They blew that one all to pieces. Okay. So the final score was the Toronto Argonauts 23, the Montreal Alouettes 20. So we had a total score of 40 pick, 40 point, 43 points. Troth mobile. Uh, Charles, you took Toronto. You got 126. Montreal, you went with, or Will, you went with Montreal. You got 16. CJ got Toronto with 112. Rudy had 104. So we all picked Toronto because we all figured Toronto was going to win, except Will, he picked Montreal because he needed to catch up. It didn't work for him in this game. Okay. So the next game up was... He should have won. Yeah, should have won. He should have won that one. We, we had no business taking points on that game. None. No, zero. not at all. We took Toronto. We shouldn't have. Uh, but I'm glad we did. Or glad I did, anyhow. Uh, Edmonton into Saskatchewan. Now, Edmonton's been on a roll. They won, what, three of their last four games. They're just looking amazing since Trey Ford took over. Uh, Chris Jones' defense is finally coming of age. And... Uh, Saskatchewan's doing fuck all. They they think they got this this hot shot quarterback, um, six foot seven. What's his name now? I can't even remember it. Uh, hot dog. Duga- what? Is it, it's not Dugala, is it? Is it Dugala? Yeah, Jake Dugala. Jake Dugala. Right? The guy who bends over to talk to reporters. Anyhow, he he's a good. He's a quarter, good quarterback, but he's on and off. Like one day, one game he's playing really well, one game he's not playing at all. But Saskatchewan really has no business winning anything. Their, their team is is in chaos. They, they really don't have any decent components of it, and they got a terrible coach that makes dumb decisions. So I didn't think Saskatchewan was going to win any games this year. I, I did say that they would beat Hamilton, but I don't think they will. Uh, so anyhow, is that Hamilton game coming up this week? No, it's not. Saskatchewan's in Ottawa. Um, okay, so uh, Edmonton went into Saskatchewan. Very disappointed with the crowd in Regina. There really wasn't that, what is it, 20,000 people there? It really, it was terrible. I mean, 25,000, which means they had about 8,000 empty seats. It, it looked like there was a lot of empty seats in there. It looked like there was more than 8,000 8, empty seats. But so be it. And uh, it was a good game. And uh, Trey Ford went in there and he played played some football. I do. Everybody's comparing him to Flutie and to a bunch of other people. Now, 
you can't compare yourself to Flutie. Nobody can compare themselves to Flutie because he's the GOAT. He is the best that this league has ever had. And to compare yourself to him is just, uh, it's inconceivable. But he hasn't yet been challenged by a good quality team. Okay, yeah, he, he, he won one against Calgary, and he's beaten Saskatchewan. And it, who else did he beat? Ottawa or somebody? Come on, give your head a shake. I mean, these are all teams that should be or are at the bottom of the, of the league. Uh, so, you know, you can't start anointing yourself the MOP position until you start beating some MOP quarterbacks. And uh, that's – anyhow – I'm happy for Edmonton, and I'm glad to see what they did. They went into Saskatchewan, and they slapped them around, and they came home with a victory, and that's cool. And uh, we're going to let uh, Charles start off here, buddy. How are you? Make it go. Well, i well. got to say, uh <laughs> Trey Ford, you know, I made a comment last week that Trey Ford couldn't pass and that he was, uh, you know, not a good passing. But this week he was much better. Maybe last week was yeah. just an anomaly and actually uh, he's a better – because he has had some good passing games earlier in this season uh, where he was up over 300 yards. Now, he wasn't that high this week against uh, Edmonton. And I think people comparing Trey Ford to Doug Flutie, I'm sorry, that's just way – way over the top. And way. Doug Flutie is the greatest quarterback in the history of the CFL, at least in my opinion. And trying to compare some young quarterback, Trey Ford, to him, it's not it's wrong. It's, it's um, not fair to him, and it's ridiculous. But Edmonton won this game because of their running game. I mean, he was good pass. Trey Ford was good passing. Don't get me wrong. He had, well, he he had much better. He was 173 yards, which isn't great, but it was steady. But they had over almost 300 yards rushing. It was like 250, 260 yards rushing. Saskatchewan couldn't stop the run if their life depended on. They could have lined up all 12 guys in front of the running back, and the running back probably run right through them. Uh, it was. Um, it's really one of those things that uh, Edmonton found what was working, and they just kept going with it. And every time they would run the ball, Saskatchewan would have no answer. And Kevin Brown was all over the field. He is a quickly rising running back in this league. Kevin Brown is like uh, he's I think, now it's third in rushing yards or maybe even second. I'm not 100% sure because I don't even go to CFL.ca to look up stats anymore because it's a waste of time. But um, Edmonton, you know, they're really riding some momentum here. They, I thought once they lost that game to Calgary on the Labor Day weekend uh, that they might take a bit of a step back, but they got right back on the horse, beat Calgary, beat Saskatchewan. So uh, they're, they're riding away, and they, they are just a good shot to get to the playoffs than anyone else at this point. So um, good on them. Saskatchewan's really um, come back down to earth. They had a couple of uh, – big wins, and then they kind of flatlined after they got uh, walloped by uh, Winnipeg and the Banjo Bowl. So these are two teams heading in different directions, and Edmonton, you got to give them credit. To, from what they look like at the beginning of the season, they look like the, the football version of the Bad News Bears, but they've turned things around really nicely there in Edmonton. 
Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. So, uh, William, you're up next on this one, buddy. Edmonton. You know, I, I, I take I take exception to you and Charles anointing um, Flutie as the goat in the CFL because we know who the greatest quarterback in the CFL was, don't we? I know Marcus Crandall. Marcus Crandall. Thank you very much. I'm glad you guys admitted that. Um, out of all the games this weekend, out of all the games this weekend, this I had a chance in all the games this weekend except for this one. I could tell Saskatchewan was not going to win. They couldn't control Trey Ford. They couldn't control the running games. They were just not very good this game. And I think it was because they got shell-shocked the week before from or from Winnipeg. And they just weren't normal, I guess. But once again, Edmonton is coming on. And Edmonton, as always, Edmonton's got a good defense. And their their offense is starting to catch up. And Trey Ford is that factor where he can run around like a nut job and he can still throw the ball. So look out for Edmonton. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I I don't like those skills in a quarterback. Yeah, but but if you think about it, okay, Matt Dunnigan had those skills in the beginning. He ran first through second. Um, Tracy Ham had those skills. I know you don't like Damon Allen, but he had those skills, and they all eventually turned into pretty good passers. Durant and uh, and Durant, right? And and so if he if he manages to do that, he could be in the CFL for a long time as a threat. Okay. Yeah, I just so and I mean and another guy who has those skills is is uh, is the Vag. Okay, he's got the same skills. No, and no, he's turned you're, into you're, pretty you got me wrong faster. here. You, you really don't quite okay. understand. It, it's when the p- quarterback runs before yeah. he looks downfield, okay? Now, I love a good yeah. scrambling quarterback, whether it was Travis Lulee, Doug Flutie, uh, Dave Dickinson, uh, Buck Pierce. I, I loved a quarterback who had the ability to, okay, I'm looking downfield. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. I'm running over here. I'm, I, I, I'm avoiding this. And then he takes off down the field. I love that. I don't like a quarterback who takes the ball and runs before he even looks to see if his receivers are right <laughs> fucking open 30 yards down the, the yeah, field. Yeah, but, that can happen. yeah, but eventually, eventually he's not going to do that. Trust me. Because he can not. throw the ball. We've seen him, we've seen him throw the ball. Okay? I, I know that. It's just whether or not he has the patience. He's got happy feet right now. And Damon Allen never got over that. Right. I know you're not a Damon Allen fan, but I hate I, the guy. Once again, I think Trey Ford has, has amazing skills and we'll see for Canadian. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I really hate that Monica. I don't think that saying that, Oh, well, he's a pretty good quarterback for a Canadian. I don't believe that. Is he a pretty good quarterback in the CFL? Yes, he is. I don't care yes, where he, he came is. from. But all right? I know is the same thing is, is I don't care if he's black or white. Off, I don't care. This off season, 
if if Edmonton doesn't cut Taylor Cornelius, I'll be shocked. Or renegotiate the salary. Labor Day. Or renegotiate his salary because he <laughs> signed a two-year contract. He's he's. I mean, he's the short yardage guy right now. Yeah, but do we pay short yardages guys two fifty a year? I don't think so. Yeah. I I would have cut him. I would have cut him long ago. But you you kind of have to keep him for the rest of the season. But you're going to have to renegotiate Trey, uh, Trey Ford's salary, and you're going to have to well his contract's going to be out. Yeah. Right. This is his second season in Edmonton. I'm sure he signed a two-year rookie contract. So if Edmonton doesn't re-sign him, he's going to Ottawa. He's going somewhere. Calgary, Might go please. To Saskatchewan. Who knows? Okay. Is that everybody on this on Edmonton, Saskatchewan? Rudy, did you go? No. I don't think he did, no. I was just going to add, you know what? Saskatchewan hung tough in this game. Like they were, they they were in the lead. Yeah. After three quarters, they're touchdown. So it's not like they rolled over completely. But you have to give Edmonton credit because these are the games they wouldn't pull out in the last three years. They would just fade away, or they'd put a good fight, and they would just you know go away in the fourth quarter like they did against Winnipeg this year earlier in the yep. year. But this game, they hung tough and they put up 16 points in the fourth quarter, and they won the game going away, and they just they wore Saskatchewan down. And uh, that was a, I think that's their most impressive win of the year is that how they won this game. They won it. They just, they just convincingly. Saskatchewan. Yeah. So I think it was uh, – that's, that's a sign that Edmonton is uh, – right now, if I'm BC or Winnipeg, I want to see Saskatchewan coming to – um, play one of those teams in the uh, West Final or the West Semi. I, I want, I want, yeah. no, I want or no Calgary. Part of, uh, Edmonton. Give us the catch one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same thing as it, it in the East. The way Hamilton's playing right now, they're going to destroy Montreal, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if they took Toronto out. Hamilton has a very oh, yeah. good chance right now of host of being in the. Great Cup game that their city yeah. is hosting. They they are blueprints. That's the way East teams win Great Cups. What Hamilton does, just whatever for first nine games. I don't know if they even show up to a game, and then you know what? Get your shit together. The last nine games. Yeah. Okay. So, so final score was Edmonton Elks thirty six, Saskatchewan Rough Riders twenty seven. Total points of sixty three. Uh, Charles, you took Edmonton, 102. Will, you got Saskatchewan. You ended up with 32. Ed, CJ took Edmonton at 112. And Rudy, you were so far off, you got no points. So you got 100 points. Got no bonus points. Okay. The next game up, and, and there's not a hope that the – and this, in the Saskatchewan-Edmonton game, Saskatchewan was the favorite. Okay. Everybody, all the experts, all the betting, everything said Saskatchewan was the expert. It was the, was, you know, and Edmonton was the underdog. And I went, seriously? Who, who the hell? Who, 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 who? Have you been watching the league? Edmonton, without question, should have been the favorite. But 
That's not the way it was. Speaking of favorites, Winnipeg went into Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats. Winnipeg, 10 wins on the season, you know. They're they're up there. Hamilton pretty much losing everything. Won a few in the a couple in the last game, last couple of weeks. Great game. Great game. Hamilton just played some mean football. I don't know what the hell Winnipeg was doing. That was probably one of Caleros' worst games of the year. I don't know what to say. It was just yeah. – well, it probably wasn't his worst game. I mean, I think that 30-6 to game against BC wasn't very good either. Um, anyhow, Rudy, you talk about your football team. What happened to Winnipeg? Yeah, well, the, uh, the, the, the bad team showed up, the one I was worried about. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was two intense games against Saskatchewan and they just were flat. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't buy they, that. Uh, no, I just I was like I I thought Winnipeg would control the game from the outset and win by you know seven or ten points, but I could tell in the first quarter things weren't things weren't going well defensively, playing too soft coverage. I don't know that 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 defense scares me because that reminds me of Richie Hall's defense in like 2016 when BC came back on us in the uh, West Semi. In 2017, when I mean, I think Nichols threw for 450 yards in the West Final, and Edmonton still beat us. So um, that's kind of concerning. That's got to get tightened up. Then our kicker went. He had one bad game, and he picked the game in Hamilton, which is, you know, when things go bad. And then, uh, like first half, was did, okay. Did like Le- Legio is in Hamilton, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Didn't he out kick uh, Castillo? Yeah, that just yeah that just added to the uh, to the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just getting over the Calvillo, uh, I mean the uh, sorry the Ciardo, uh interception, and then uh, that then that happened, and then and then Ottawa happened. So yeah, it was a great great weekend of football for me. But anyways, um, yeah, and then like Dembski and, and Caleros, they lit it up in the first half. Like Winnipeg moved the ball in the in the, in the first half when they got the ball. But then the second half came, and I figured, okay, you know what? Just if you play decent football, you'll probably get a victory here. And then Calera started throwing the ball, making horrible decisions throwing the football. Like I don't know what what he's forcing. Like why are you why are you throwing the ball when you don't need to? And you know what? People kind of have neglected Caleros's, uh interception totals in the last year year and a half. I mean, if you go back to the 2021 Grey Cup, he threw two horrible interceptions in that Grey Cup game in the third quarter. Castillo bailed us out, went five for five, and then, and then uh, you know, uh, Caleros got his shit together in the fourth quarter and they won the Grey Cup in overtime. And then last year in the Grey Cup, he threw two more interceptions against Toronto, two or three. So, like, he's got to clean that up. He's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but you definitely need to clean up these interceptions. And this year, it's, it's too many. Like, you can't win games. You win a one-game shot in the playoffs against BC's defense or Toronto's defense, I mean, it'll be a route. We won't have a chance. So, Well, that's not true. But, I mean, Caleros has 13 interceptions on the season with 29 TDs. Jake Mayer has 14 and 13. 
13 interceptions, 14 yeah. TDs. A- Adams yeah. is 23 and 14. Uh, very respectable, but, you know, it's not 29 and 13. This 13, 14 is still too many interceptions in a season. We've only played 14 games. That's one a game. Well, and especially right? when you want to win a great cup. Like, I mean, the Bombers, their goal is a great cup. It's not to, you know, sneak into the playoffs. So that's, I mean, I guess, I guess it's more of a – we're a bit, we've been spoiled in Winnipeg. How about that? And we're not. It's been a while since we've had to uh, say, "Oh, wait, we have to kind of, you know, tighten some stuff up." So, and I think he can. I mean, very, very fixable. I, I'm pretty sure he knows he should have made those throws, and you know, he just needs to relax and take what the de- the defense is going to give you. Okay. And not try let's, and make uh, something happen. Let's move on to Charles here. I didn't see a lot of this game because I was on my way to the uh, BC uh, Ottawa game, so I didn't see a lot of this game. But uh, what I did see, um, well, I didn't really see it, but I was listening to it on my Sirius satellite radio, and it just seemed like the Bombers would get some momentum, Calaris would throw a pick. The Bombers would get some momentum, Calaris would throw a pick. I remember one sequence, the Bombers uh, ended up getting intercepted, they got the ball right back, and then they turned the ball over right away. It just they weren't keeping momentum on drives, and they were they were kind of giving this one away. And give this to Hamilton Taylor Powell. We we had comments about this earlier. Taylor Powell was great in this game. I think he outplayed um, Zach Caleros in this game, and I think overall Hamilton outplayed the Bombers as is. So uh, the Bombers. They're not the bombers we've seen in the last few years. They, quite frankly, are vulnerable to get beaten. They'll look great one week. I mean, hell, look at the beating they put on Saskatchewan last week. And then they turn around and they they lay an egg. So the bombers have become a, a bit of an unpredictable team this year. They have not been nearly as consistent as they have been going back to 2019. So, anyways, um you got to give a lot of credit to Hamilton. Look at Hamilton. Uh, we were talking about them earlier. They beat BC. Now they've beaten Winnipeg. So those yeah. are two pretty big, uh, pretty big um, horses to knock off the ledger. So they're starting to peak at the right time of year as we're going down the stretch and heading for the playoffs. So I think Rudy may be right that they may end up catching um, Montreal and at the very least passing them for first place. So, um, yeah, the Bombers, they're an interesting team this year. It's not a guaranteed win. They're not uh, going in and they're not uh, going in and pretty much dominating everybody. So, I mean, and that's going to happen. Teams get older. Players get, uh, you know, a little bit more worn out, and that happens. So, um, yeah, so very surprising. The Bombers... uh, it was kind of a gift for the Lions too, because after the uh, the one loss, the last loss there against uh, Saskatchewan Hamilton, it looked like uh, first place might be all thrown away. But uh, it's after this past weekend, it's very much in play now. Well, it is, especially since Winnipeg's on the bye. Yeah, they're two points up on the Lions right now, but the Lions have a game in hand, which they'll make up this weekend. So. Yeah. So you know it, we could it, we could be tied at the end of this week. Yep. 
It's going to make exciting times. And and I said that earlier on. I said there's no way that, you know, everybody's going, well, Winnipeg's going to rest. They're not going to play real hard in the last game. They're not going to be playing hard in this. You know, they're going to rest players. I said, no way. They're going to have to keep their foot to the floor because BC's breathing down their neck right now, and there's no way that Winnipeg can let let up anything right now. You know what? In in, in a way, I, I don't mind it. Because I don't want to coast and have a month of meaningless football. Because that then your team's not sharp in the playoffs. So, you know what? Hopefully it works out well. <laughs> but I, I just think, you know what? I, I don't want to be caught on eleven and one. And Gail would rather have the semifinal game or the the Western final in BC than in Winnipeg. Okay, that's just. Oh well, yeah. That's, it's going to be a better game inside the dome than it is going to be in Winterfest. Mm-hmm. Good. William, William, come to the table and talk to us. You know what? I uh, don't disagree with Rudy. I'd rather have Winnipeg against the wall for their whole season because uh, I, I, I wonder, I wonder what we're going to see from Toronto in the next six games since they've clinched first place already. They've like, got, how look, do you stay motivated? Hang on, did they clinch motivated? first? Yes. The, yes. Okay. Okay. So they, they have two first. months of football. They have two months of football before they, they play something games. meaningful. That's correct. So that's hard. That's really mm-hmm. hard. And but, you can't fake intensity. But on the other hand, if you look at Toronto, they've got a bunch of coaches who went through that in Calgary numerous times. Okay, so maybe they're going to be guarded against that. Who knows? But anyways, getting back to the Winnipeg game, you know what? Yeah, Hamilton beat Winnipeg, and I still think I still think when Winnipeg buckles down, they'll fucking kill everybody. I really do, and I'm not a Winnipeg fan anymore. But I just think those guys have too much talent and too much experience. And Christopher, you said yourself over and over and over again. Um, Zach Kolaris is the best quarterback in this league. Okay, and oh, no, he is. I don't care if he, I don't care if he throws three picks. He can come back and throw six touchdowns after those three picks. So hundred percent. They just got to get. Scares me. They gotta. They gotta decide. They gotta decide if they want to win or not. That's all it comes down to. But who wants it more? Okay. And and I guess we're gonna see that. In the in those two games, one against Toronto and one against BC, and I think we'll see the real Winnipeg team. But well, I hope they and just if we don't, destroy we don't. Toronto. I hope we just destroy them. We we got another well, week to wait for I that think, one. I think. Yes, but uh, I think 29th. even now, but I think even now, if they if they destroy Toronto, that's not you can't really read anything into that because. I mean, Toronto doesn't Toronto's care anymore, and, and Winnipeg is still motivated because they lost to Toronto in the Grey Cup. So, we'll see what happens. It, 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 excuse me. If Toronto does not show up for that game against Winnipeg, there, there's something seriously the matter with that team because they have to come in and they have to show that they can beat Winnipeg. They have to show it. They have to Why do they have to show to, it? Why? They have to prove it to their Why? own players that they ha- that they can beat Winnipeg. But they beat Winnipeg in the Grey Cup last year, and nothing's really changed except they have a better quarterback this year. 
Yeah, except for the fact that okay. Winnipeg got caught off guard on that one. It's fine. Well, it's fine. And, and 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 in reality, Toronto, they, I mean, it's so hard to go out and and put everything on the line when it doesn't fucking mean anything. Well, That's all I'm saying. I I understand what you're saying. I just I don't necessarily agree with it. Okay. I think Toronto has to beat Winnipeg in that game. And I don't think okay. they will. And I, I don't think it's, they will either because I don't, I don't think they're a better team. I really don't. Oh, I don't. I think Winnipeg's the best team in the league and has been for a long time. Uh-huh. Are they beatable? But as yes, we know they're from, beatable. But as we know from Calgary, the best team in the league doesn't always win. Nope. What Winnipeg is nope. more beatable this year than they were two years ago. I still think they're the best team, but I still think they can be beaten. Yeah, yeah they can. I don't know if they're more. I don't know if they're more beatable this year because they got something to prove. They were not the champions last year. Toronto was. They they have something far better than what anybody else believes they have right now. It's Brady Oliveira. The guy's a beast, okay? Mm-hmm. And and he's just he just runs, and he he's a beast. And if you can't shut down the run, which BC has a challenge shutting down the run, how do you beat Winnipeg or how do you beat Toronto? Because both of them have amazing running backs. Well, well, right and now, what's hurting Winnipeg is. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was I was just gonna say Winnipeg special teams are hurting. They got about three guys out on special teams, and that's been um, an issue. They, they haven't had good kick returning. Grant's out and Miller's out. Those two guys are, uh, call, you know, return the best returner in the league and probably the best special teams downfield guy in Miller. So to get those guys back, that'll help a bit. But and what's his everything's name? Everything's fixed. Let, let's take it one step yeah. further. Jerry S. Jackson didn't play last week either, so that makes yeah, a so, difference as well. You know, every time he um, doesn't play, they, they, they lose. It's crazy. Jerry Jackson? And, you know... Jerry Jackson? Yeah. Not Jerry Jackson. Jackson Jeffcoat. Jackson Jackson Jeffcoat, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. please. Um, (laughs) And, yes, Brady Brady Oliveira is a great running back, and I've heard today online that he's a dog rescuer, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, too. You need to go back and read my results, read my comments, because I was playing with uh, our buddy Mark Wettel today, and I oh, had some fun he, with he's, it. He's so bad. Uh, I saw some of that. Blue bombers. I just can't get over that. He's so he's so he's so easy to pull in. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, he is. Yeah, I'm sorry, he is. Gullible <laughs> as hell. Okay, let's just rip through this really fast. Well. From Winnipeg. So I got a hundred points. Okay, let's move on here. Okay, Winnipeg. Did everybody finish this game? Charles, did you go? You didn't go, Charles. Yeah. No, I did. No, oh, did you? Okay. Winnipeg twenty-three, Hamilton twenty-nine. Total score fifty-two points. Um. Charles, you picked Winnipeg. You got 40 points. You nailed – you're off by one point on the pick. 
Uh, William, you got 136. Good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. CJ got 34, and uh, Rudy got the same, 34 points. The last game was, I, I can't say it's the most exciting because I, I honestly don't think it was. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks into BC Place, and Ottawa dominated this game for 58 minutes. And then they screwed the pooch. <laughs> and, oh, my God, it, in biblical fashion. I mean, BC didn't play a bad game. They still were within striking range. But they were down by two scores, and it was awful. It was. I didn't get to see the game, but all the highlights. I'm just going. Oh my God! What is going on? What is going on? How how did BC win this game? In fact, I didn't think they did. Ottawa was up, and I, I I'm literally I'm at the racetrack, and I got to go out for a race, and I go out for a race, I come back, and it goes BC won. And I went, wow, cool. I won the race. BC won the football game, and life is good. There is a God. Um, I was pretty happy about it. Charles, you were at this game. I was. You were, you were depressed at this game. Why is it every time I come to these football games, PC loses? But you tell us what your, your emotions were like in this game. Oh, my God. Talk about a swing of emotions that uh, just came, kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, and I'm sitting, sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is the second home game in a row because the last one was the one against Hamilton where they completely no-showed. They, they played definitely better in this game than they did against Hamilton, even for the entire entirety of the game. But it was just uh, – Ottawa, I mean, was impressive in this game. They really played hard. And for the first, like you said, three and three quarters of uh, the game, they played really well in this game. Dustin Crum was excellent. Uh, their defense was playing well. I mean uh, – it looked like Ottawa was finally going to get a win after so many starts and stops. They're like, you're thinking Ottawa's going to get I mean, they're up by 19 points in the fourth quarter. Almost a three touchdown lead. There's no way they're going to blow this lead. And they blow it. In biblical proportions. Uh, CJ's right. Overall, overall, it wasn't the most exciting uh, game overall of the weekend, but it was the most exciting final two minutes because you didn't know what was going to happen because, quite frankly, uh, be, uh, this game should have been long over pretty much going into the fourth quarter. What? How often is a team going to go into the fourth quarter with a 19-point lead and lose? I mean, that's hard to do on purpose. Uh, didn't Ed, didn't Edmonton I mean, do that with Winnipeg? Uh, well, they were, they were up by 22, nothing, but 22 They were nothing? up 22 points, but that's going into the second half. But that wasn't going into the fourth quarter. Okay, yeah. They were up in the second half, but Winnipeg started their comeback in the third quarter, and they were almost tied by the time the fourth quarter came. But, I mean, just some really, really dumb. And I don't want to come down hard on Bob Geis. He seems like a nice man. I'm sure he's a good assistant coach. This guy does not belong as a head coach because he makes some ridiculous, horrifically stupid calls. First of all, there's a call that everyone thinks about, and that's the field goal. You're, down, you're up still 10 points with under two minutes to go. 
what the hell are you trying a 49-yard field goal for? I know Lewis Ward is one of the best field goal kickers in CFL history. You don't need three more points at that point. You're up by uh, 10 with less than two minutes to go. Punt it and either hand them deep or even if you were to punt it into the end zone, well, now you're up by 11. So they now need a touchdown and a two-point conversion and a field goal. A touchdown and a two-point convert and a field goal still. So it's still um, very much uh, a difficult situation for BC, and they're probably not coming back at that point. What happens? They kick a field goal. He misses it. Terry Williams picked the perfect time to finally get a big kick return. So he takes it back to the end zone, and they're still up at that point by three points. So even though the lead got, they still have the three-point lead. BC decides they're going to kick it deep. So they've got the ball with Dustin Crum. They lose yardage on first down. But then on the second down, for whatever reason, they throw like a 30-yard pass, a low-percentage pass down the field, when all you needed was, well, you only needed like, well, you, they had lost yardage, but so they needed about 13 yards. But even if you get a five-yard run and then punt the ball. You're hemming BC deep, still down by three points with under a minute to go. you got to make them go the whole length of the field. Instead, they throw the ball deep, and what that does is it stops the clock. So they can't even run clock down before they punt the ball. So they just give BC more time that they didn't need to give them. The Lions get the ball, a decent return by Williams, Three plays later, Lucky Whitehead's got a touchdown, game over. Just a complete collapse by Ottawa. Like you said, how was the emotion? I mean, I, I was really getting annoyed in the third and fourth quarter, um, as you could probably tell by some of my messages. That did a complete 360 in the, mat, in the matter of about 10 minutes, and I was just dumbfounded, excited, but dumbfounded how that game actually just flipped on a dime like that because it – you don't see that happen very often. It was an exciting finish, a happy finish, and Ottawa just finds ways to collapse no matter what. It's just bizarre. Yeah, I think I talked enough on this game. I rambled, but... Oh, you still haven't caught up to Rudy. He, when he's talking Winnipeg, it just goes on and on and on and mm-hmm. on. Rudy, go ahead on this BC-Ottawa game. He can't even walk the clock. Uh, you know what? Ottawa, they look really good. They look like, I mean, they look like a uh, first-place team for for three quarters. And then and the game was over. It was all they do is punch it in the corner or in the end zone, and it's over. They're not going to march. They're not, they're not taking the ball twice down the field to score points. And they weren't, gonna, they weren't moving the ball that particular well at that point. And the only thing you could have given them any kind of spark with with with, with that was a give somebody a return or a chance on a field goal return, and and that's what happened. And Bobby, I mean, he tried to defend it this week in Ottawa. I'm not sure why. I just, I mean, own it. He made a he made a horrible mistake. I'm not sure how the team rebounds this week against Saskatchewan, but uh, you know that you know those fans. Long suffering fans, and they're sick. They're sticking with that team, but for how much longer when you get 
stuff like that happening, it's not even good for the league. I know it's good for if you're a BC Lions fan, it's great. It sucks if you're a Bomber fan, but honestly, for the league, you can't have stuff like that. It's just not good. I mean, Ottawa, that's, that was theirs to win and would have given their fans something to cheer about, and now it's back to back to misery for them. So that's all I have to say about that game. Yeah. I mean, they, they had... They had something to cheer about for a good chunk of that game, and it, it's, it's almost like suicidal at the end of it, right? I mean, how do you get so close and, and just literally snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? Because yeah. they did yeah. it. Now, I will say this. The team didn't bail out their coach because they still could have stopped them after the touchdown. It was, they had a three-point lead yeah. up, and, instead of, and then bad enough, you let him get in the field goal range. Okay, fine. No, you take a roughing the passing pen, roughing the passer pen. Like a bad, like it was bad. It was a good call. I mean, how undisciplined is that? And then you let a receiver get in behind you in the end zone. So I mean, their team just rolled over after that. So it was uh, they didn't do their coach any favors after that. But. Wiggles. Okay, William. You took the Ottawa guys here. What, what what was your thoughts on this game? Well, as you can as you can tell from the pictures I sent you earlier, I'm a big Ottawa fan. Okay, so uh, they uh, they dominated that game. Okay, BC kind of looked okay, but they weren't doing anything great. They were down by 19 points. And then because the football gods don't want Will to have one winning week, they snatched that victory uh, out of out of his hands, okay? And I I'm not I I you know what? A 49-yard field goal in the CFL by one of the best kickers is not stretching it. Okay, but I, I guess it was the there's a time and a place for everything. You might have just wanted to punt the ball and get him in his own end and and do that. But I mean, it's not the worst call I've ever seen. But I mean, obviously that that uh, changed the momentum for BC and they came back in full guns and they won, which I always hate when I say that, that BC won because I'm not particularly fond of BC. So, but they won. That's too bad. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, but Hey, whatever. Um, So yeah, just BC came back and Ottawa lost again. And I don't think uh, I don't think Bob Dice will be around next year. But who knows? You never know. You never know. They let Mike They let Mike O'Shea say for seven years before he won anything, or five years, or whatever it was. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Ottawa ended up with this one, uh, thirty-seven BC forty-one. Go BC. Total of 78 points. Uh, everybody picked BC except Will. So Charles ended up with a – oh, nobody. Nobody even came close to re- registering a point, bonus point here. 78, yeah. 
uh, actually, CJ, myself here, uh, I got two points on this one because I actually picked 58 and it was 78, so I was 20 points back. I grabbed two for this. So, Charles, you got 100. Will had zeros. CJ got 102. Rudy got 100. Okay, so, like, let's go right over here to Stephen Sparksman, and we'll go up here to what's going on here in the in our um, week 15. CJ ended up with 360 points. Charles had 368. Had a few more. Uh, Rudy, uh, 338, and Will, 184 points. Total now has CJ at 4,708. Charles is behind him, but it's getting closer again. 4,630. Rudy's back at 4,476. And Will, 3,322. You're 1,400 points off the lead. I think that was a hard one to catch up on. Okay, so this week we have four football games. Winnipeg's on the bye. So we have Saskatchewan versus Ottawa in Ottawa. Will, are you still going last? Does it still matter? (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay, cool, cool. Charles, go ahead. Saskatchewan and Ottawa. This is a really, really tough game to call. It's a a team that blows pretty much every game against uh, another team that just, quite frankly, isn't very good. But I'm sorry, after what I witnessed in person last week, I cannot, in any good conscience, pick the Ottawa Red Black for anything because, quite frankly, all they do, and they've done it not just last week, but multiple times this season, is they've found ways to lose. And Saskatchewan gets a win here and there, and... Uh, I just think that they're more of a consistent team. Not that they're any screaming hell either, <laughs> but they're more consistent, uh, more consistent than the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, so I'm going to pick the, the the Riders in this one, even though I hate the Riders and I hate any time I pick them. I just uh, it's it's poison A or poison B. That's what you're picking when you're picking this game. I'll take. Saskatchewan uh, reluctantly and say uh, Saskatchewan with 45 points. Okay, so you're talking about Saskatchewan being consistent. So they win the Labor Day Classic 32 to 30, and then they lose the backup game 51 to 6. Consistently inconsistent. (laughs) And then they lose to Edmonton. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Rudy, who are you going to take in this one? No. Rudy. He's not here. He's he's gone uh, I'll take... Uh, there he is. Sorry, I'll take Ottawa 47. Okay, CJ is taking Ottawa at 48. Charles, this is your chance. Well, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take Ottawa. I think I think Ottawa's going to do it. Uh, if you look at it, you've got you've got Bob Dice versus Craig Dickinson. What? That's a bit of a wash. Neither one of them's any good. Both, I was going to say they're both kind of idiots. 
You got Jake Dugala against uh, Dustin Crump. Yeah, yeah I'm right. sorry. There's okay. not that's much a, to pick here. Award. No, there's not. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that you can do is to say Saskatchewan might have a better defense. But I think I'd take Mr. Crump over Dugala. So, you know, what the hell. Um Next game up is BC in Edmonton to play the Elks, the Red Hot Elks. Will the Lions be able to win? You don't want to. anybody else get to pick? Does anybody else get to pick, Christopher? No, no, no. Will doesn't get to pick. We've moved on. Oh, sorry, Will. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you want? Uh, Saskatchewan 57. Saskatchewan 57. There you go. See? You just did that because yeah, there we go. He's trying to he's trying to catch Rudy. Okay, uh, BC into Edmonton, Charles. I got BC written down for you already. Yeah, even though this game makes me extremely nervous. <laughs> yep. This is the third time the Lions have played the Elks this year. The Elks have not scored a point against the Lions yet this year. They've been shut out twice. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not. they're not going to get shut out a third time. That would shock <laughs> the hell out of me. And this is not the same Eskimos team that we shut out. I mean, first of all, Trey Ford didn't play either one of those two games for whatever reason. But I still think this game is going to be much, much closer than the first two meetings. I think that, that there's no question about that. I am going to pick BC. I still think BC is the better team. Uh, it, it does make me somewhat nervous because, let's face it, the Eskimos have want, will die wanting to to beat the uh, the Lions in this one, quite frankly, uh, because of the uh, being shut out twice. But I'm going to pick the Lions. Again, I'm nervous, but I'm picking them. I'll go BC uh, 44. Okay. Rudy. I'll take, you know, I'm going to take Edmonton. This is Edmonton 51. Okay, well, I'm taking BC because I, I hesitantly taking BC. This is, I, I'm more nervous about the BC-Edmonton game than I am against the BC-Winnipeg game. Seriously, I am. I, I think Edmonton has a better chance of beating the Lions on this one. I'm going to take the Lions at 48 points and uh, cross my fingers and my toes and see what happens. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one. And what when is this game? This is Friday night at 6.30. Okay. Friday night, yeah. Friday night. I'm going to be in Penticton picking up a new race car. They're doing okay. two Friday and two Saturday again. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's That's what happens there. William, you get to pick this one now. You going to take Edmonton or are you going to go with BC? You got BC, trying to catch BC 49. BC 49. So you're trying to catch Rudy, are you? Well, no. I mean, I'm not trying to catch anybody, but I don't I I just ah, will hate Edmonton. I know. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Fuck change that. Sorry, change that. Let's go uh Let's go Edmonton 49. Okay. 
I got I got Will taking Edmonton with 49 points. Sparky, he has changed his bid, his pick. Okay. The next one is a real challenge. This is a tough one. Montreal and Calgary. Both of these two teams are sputtering poorly. And I, Jake Mayer against Cody Fajardo. And I was looking at the stats and like, I'm way more impressed with Jake Mayer than I am with Cody Fajardo, but, but, but it's not that much difference. I mean, really Jake Mayer's got a lot more yards. They've got a lot more attempts. He's, He's got the most attempts to passes in the CFL, but he's got a very low percentage of completion in comparison. He's, he's almost one for one on touchdowns to interception, where Fajardo is one for one at touchdowns and interceptions, but it's so low, it's like he's only got nine. Uh, Mayer's efficiency rating is lower than Fajardo's. Wow, how do you do this? Um, it actually, and if you look at the standings, Montreal has more points than Calgary. In fact, they've got six points or six wins and Calgary's only got four. How do you pick this? How do you pick this? I don't know. Charles, you show me how. Oh, it's Tweedledee versus Tweedledum. Uh, this is, uh, one, uh, these teams both are playing like crap right now. Uh, this game is in Calgary. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give no rhyme or reason really. I'm gonna give the advantage to the home team. I think they're a little bit better than Montreal. It's not my much, but I'm gonna say a little bit. So I'm taking, I'm gonna take Calgary and I'm gonna say Calgary 48 points. You took my 48. I've been picking 48 all the last three weeks, four weeks, and you, you just took it away from me. Okay, so now here's my question here. Come on, you guys. Stop making funny noises. Um, who's the quarterback in Montreal this week? Did they bench Fajardo? No, they won't bench Fajardo. If it's, Caleb, if it's Caleb Evans, they might have a chance. I don't know. I don't know. Rudy, who are you taking? This game's in Calgary, correct? Yes. Yep, uh, yes. Yeah. I think Calgary wins in a walk. Uh, Calgary 49. Okay. CJ is going to take Calgary, and I'm going to go with 56 points because Charles unceremoniously took my 48. Will? Yeah, I got to go with Calgary, too. Um, in order for Calgary to even have a chance at the playoffs, they have to run the table. They do. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't won back-to-back games this year. Okay? So um, really? I'm going to go Calgary. Yes, I'm going to do Calgary 36. Okay, low-scoring game from you. Um, to make the playoffs, they have to win. Montreal has to lose. Correct. That's the best scenario. If they want the crossover, 
they have to do that. Right now, Saskatchewan, I don't know. I'm not even going to go there right now. We'll talk about that later. Okay, next game up is the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Like, red hot, just like the Edmonton Elks. Red hot Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Toronto to play the Argonauts. Oh, this is going to be an excuse-filled game for the Argo fans after the Ticats mop the floor with them. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with that. Charles, what do you got? You have no idea how badly I want to take Hamilton in this game. But I just can't bring myself to do it with this game. You know what the hell with it? I am going to take Hamilton this game. I Toronto is due for a loss sometime. I mean, they, they've gotten away with a couple games lately, especially last week that they all, that, you know, for all intents and purposes uh, should have lost. And I know Toronto blew them out last time in Hamilton uh, Labor Day, but you know what? Toronto is due for a fall. They're not going to – I don't think they win out the remainder of the season, although I think they're going to lose in Winnipeg too. But you know what? I'm going to call an upset here. I'm going to pick Hamilton. I might regret this, but I'm picking Hamilton, and I'll pick uh, with uh, 45 points. Okay. Rudy, what are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm in the same boat. Every time I think Hamilton or a team turning the corner, I bet I bet them or I pick them, and then they just turn out to be as shitty as we thought they were. They've had a few few good games, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the Kool Aid. Uh, I'm good. Hamilton, Hamilton, forty forty three. I want to take Hamilton. I really do. I, I I honestly think they're going to win this game. But something deep down says, you know what? Toronto's been playing like garbage the last couple of weeks, and they're going to pull up their stocks and play a little better right now against Hamilton. And then part of me says, like all the Argonaut fans out there right now are saying is, oh, well, Toronto's got nothing to play for. They're going to rest this guy. They're going to rest that guy. They don't care if they win. It doesn't matter. And I'm going, I don't believe that because I, I don't believe that a professional football player is going to mail something in when they don't have to. They, they want the win for pride. They want to sweep the Hamilton Tiger Cats this year. Uh, I, I think that they want to play. So I'm going to take Toronto on this one, go off off, off the records, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll grab my 48 points back because Charles didn't go there. I think he kind of felt bad after I harassed him so much. I so did. I'm going to. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Toronto 48, and I'm gonna leave this one up to Will. What are you gonna do, buddy? I am going Toronto 49. Okay. So that's our picks for the week, and that's a wrap. I'm gonna put them in the drawer. And uh, oh no, wrong drawer. Going that drawer. Okay. Cool. Now, let's go over to the agenda. What time are we at? We're at 9.30. I love it. It takes an hour and a half to do this. Uh, usually, we we're usually wrap this up for at an hour, but since Rudy's been on, it takes an extra half hour. 
it just, it just <laughs> keeps going and going and going. It's like a fucking ever ready Easter bunny or whatever you, the fuck that guy's blaming, called. Why are you blaming me? Because <laughs> I can. <laughs> you can blame anybody I want. It's my fucking show, right? <laughs> <laughs> You, know, I've got a, you got a problem with that? No, okay. no, no, Mr. No, comrade. Okay, so I put up a post today, later in the day, and it was football player. I'm not going to say anything about him, but he is um, he's running down the field. He's a running back. Well, I think he's got a running back. So he's got the ball, and he's running down the field, and the guy reaches out and grabs his braids and with one hand, reaches over, grabs the parade with the other hand, and wanks him over backwards onto the ground. Okay? Then they get up, and then there's a bench-clearing brawl. There's a big fight between them all. I don't even know what teams these are. I don't think this is an NFL game. I don't know what what they are. I can't even tell who the teams are. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I hope you guys got to see this. Here's the rule. Your hair is part of your uniform. And can be used to tackle you. Okay? So it is not a foul. It is not abusiveness. If you don't want your hair pulled, cut it. Okay? Cut it. Now, my, I don't have a problem with this at all. You know what? And Paul McCallum, our uh, retired BC Lions kicker, he comes up. His hair is not classified as a horse collar. I think it's silly that players have hair like this sticking out when it is legal to grab. I would grab anything legal to stop a touchdown. There you go. So, do you think that it's right to be able to pull somebody's hair, pull them over backwards by the hair, mm-hmm. Charles? And it comes down for with me... Um... You know what? Your your choice wouldn't grow it out if you're gonna grow it out. That's on you. And they, if it's legal, then it's legal. Sorry. Uh, if you don't like it, either tuck your hair in your helmet or cut your hair. If the, if it's legal and you want to grow out your hair, you got to be able to take the consequences if uh, someone decides to to pull you down by it. That's part of life. And sorry. Um, it is what it is. So I honestly don't have a problem with it. If that's what the rule is, and you're allowed to tackle with the hair, not a problem. It's within the rules. Sorry, that's that's how it is. Yep. So, I would argue. I would argue that that should be a horse collar. I mean, that is from the back, and it creates the same ish grabbing the back of a jersey. So no, that's my only thought. No, no, it doesn't. Because when you're grabbing the well, back of the jersey, the you, no, you're grabbing the back of the jersey, you're pulling his shoulder pads into his throat. That is the problem with no, the horse the collar. The problem with the horse collar is the horse collar causes knee injury. Like the receiver in Calgary, his career ended. I forget his name. Um, but it, 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 it bends you back. That's the mm-hmm. issue with horse collars. Yeah. So I'm not saying I agree. It's dumb to have long hair like that. That's I would just I, I I just wonder if that's not actually a horse collar. 
like situation. It's not because you're pulling the player back. It is not. Well, by 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 rule, it's not. But I can see them putting something in. But saying that, don't wear your hair that long and play tackle football. It's a bad idea. Most most defensive players, especially receivers and running backs, do not have long hair for that very reason. And I have seen Lucky Whitehead being pulled over by his hair before. Uh, he's one of the very few that do. Okay? So, yeah, it's just... I, shit happens. You do it, you pay the consequences. I, I'm perfectly okay with that. William, do you have anything to say? Anything to add? Well, you know what? Um, I'm surprised people don't get tackled by their hair more often, to be honest with you. And I look at, I look at the hair just like an arm or a leg or whatever. So if you don't want to cut your hair, snowflake, then you're going to get tackled by it. It's that simple. You got nothing to complain about. That's all. 100% 100% agree. Anyhow, okay, so moving on, moving on, moving on. What do we got here? Do we have anything on the agenda? I've lost it. Okay, there we go. There's the agenda. Week 15 in review. Edmonton, Toronto Argonauts extend contract of GM Michael Pinball Clemens. Uh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't understand why they picked now to do it. It always seems weird that they're extending contracts when now. Why wouldn't you wait for this one on the offseason? It's different if you're trying to get a player to do something more. Why are you even talking about money at this point in time? It's just like concentrate on the game of football. But, I mean, Pinball, does he deserve it? He's a great guy. He's great for Toronto. Uh, has he really turned the team around? He hasn't turned the fortunes of the team around. They're not making money. They're not – things aren't go, necessarily going in the correct direction there. But you know what? Who knows? Anybody got anything to say about pinball? Charles? I've always liked pinball. He's doing a good job as GM. Uh, I always wonder how involved he is in the player personnel decisions or if that's left to the coaching staff. But, hey, whatever he's doing, he's working. He's a good guy. He's a popular guy in Toronto. I have no problem. I like pinball, so I'm, I'm perfectly good with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he wants to stick around, you should keep this guy around as long as you can. I mean, he has been president. He has been just about every position on the team. In in the in the front office, why wouldn't you have him continue as the GM? And again, I don't know whether or not he's actually making player personnel decisions or not, or is it just a doesn't matter. He's got to be up front and center. William, do you agree with that? He's gone to sleep. Well, he's still online. William, do you have anything to say? Oh, take your mute off. Yes, I said. Sorry. I've always liked pinball. I think the CFL is better with pinball in it, regardless of what he's doing, because he's a great ambassador. Okay? He always promotes the CFL. Always has, always will. Loves the CFL. Loves Toronto. So why not? 
and Toronto is uh, a pretty successful franchise right now. So, as far as winning goes. As far as winning, yes. They're still not packing yeah. the stadium as well as they should. But. No, but that means there's too many uh, other people there. They are going up at least. They are going up. They are going up. Yeah. Okay. Rudy, you got anything to add? Are we just moving on? No, I'll move on. You guys covered it. Okay. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats have closed the gap on Montreal. In fact, they're tied with them now. Uh, is, has hammer time arrived? Is this it? Is what, what's going on? I've had a couple people really trashing Hamilton Tiger Cat fans lately as being abusive and being scum of the earth and everything else. And I, I don't see it. I don't see that, but he was pretty adamant about it. But anyhow, um, do you think Hamilton is going to uh, surpass Montreal and uh, end up in third place in the Eastern Divi- or second place in the Eastern Division and host the playoff game? I, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm starting to believe. I personally starting to believe. You think they're going to do it, Rudy? I'm just looking at their schedule now. Um, they do have Ottawa next week. They have Calgary and Ottawa in Ottawa, I believe. And Hamilton has Calgary at home. Yeah, yeah, I think I see Hamilton winning their next two games. I think they'll be Calgary at home next week. So I see. And then Hamilton, they go to Saskatchewan. Yeah, I I see. Two and zero oh in the next two games, and I see the Alouettes one and one at best. So I think as we head into October, um, Hamilton will be in sole possession of second place in the East. Right. I mean, the last game of the season is, is heads up between Hamilton and Montreal. That's I, awesome. I, per- I, I personally don't know if that'll be important, but. Uh, and, and in week 20, they both have a bye. Week 19. Montreal does have a back-to-back against Ottawa, so that does kind of help them. Yeah. They can't, they, yeah. Can't, they don't sweep that, then they don't – they deserve to miss the playoffs. Correct. But they are playing Toronto, and they are also playing the Elks. But now Ottawa wins this week. And then they see Montreal, and Montreal's floundering. They go, we sweep Montreal. That's, they just picked up three wins. Mm-hmm. Ottawa and Calgary are kind of similar, where they played some great games, or good games, and their record is just it's tough. Like they're, they're better than their record indicates, but I guess, guess that's not a fact when you're not um, – both teams yeah. have uh, had some tough luck. William, is it hammer time? You know what? I hope, I hope for Phyllis, Je- Phyllis Jesperson's sake it is, because she deserves for them to win a great <laughs> cup. And I'd like to see her, see them win a great cup. And they are playing much better. We'll see. Let's. Uh, Give it a couple of weeks and see what happens. Like I said, I, I honestly can see Hamilton in the Grey Cup game. I can see them getting to the Grey Cup game. 
not it's maybe. not impossible. It's it's it. I'm not going to say it's probable, but the, the guess I, what? The odds are a lot better. Nobody, nobody is out of it yet. No, that's scary. Oops. Week week sixteen, everybody's in it. Charles, I believe Hamilton is going to finish second. I think they're going to overtake Montreal. It just uh, the, just based on play right now, Montreal's going one way fast, and Hamilton's quickly gaining. I believe they're now tied in the standings, and I I think I think Hamilton passes them, and I think they finish second. Okay, that's not a bad thing. So big fight today. <laughs> I love it when this happens. Uh, fight at the Ottawa Red Blacks practice ends in a big pile of bodies. And I'm going to read this just because it's, I'm not going to say it's funny as hell. With Ottawa Red Blacks bogged down by a seven-game losing streak, tempers boiled over at practice on Wednesday. There was punches being thrown and a scrap ended in a huge pile of bodies. One of the peacemakers, linebacker Jovan Santos Knox, got twisted around in the skirmish and is being looked at following the practice. It doesn't appear to be a significant injury. They're hurting their own players. So what happened? Okay. So what happened? It was a young guy who doesn't necessarily know the pace of a three-day, and he's practicing at a higher pace, says Bob Dice. Guys talk and sometimes say things they probably don't mean. They're grown men. Things escalated. Then it ended. (laughs) it just ended sure it happens in football but it's also a lack of discipline and stuff like this can't get carried over into the game I'd love to see this carried over into a game I don't know why we don't have more bench clearing brawls in football I I really don't I don't know why people aren't pounding the snot out of each other how how do you not do it I don't know anyhow so Pig, pig fight in the game, in the practice. <laughs> William. Yes. You control, can well, you control yourself like that? Could you just uh, get into this big fight in the practice and everything's okay? I know. I know why. I know why there's not more fights in football. Okay. Because it hurts like fuck when you punch somebody in the face mask. Okay. I know. Well, same I know hockey. this for a fact. Okay. No, they rip their helmets off. Yeah, I was, what, so okay. rip the guy's helmet off and then punch him in the head. You could do well, that with football yeah, too. But, but most times you don't do that because their helmets strapped on better than hockey players, and and so it's it's really I've always thought it was pointless to have fights in football because they have so much padding on, and and what is the point? I mean, in practice, I can understand somebody hit somebody a little harder or maybe they tackle them by the ponytail, okay? And that <laughs> might cause some problems. Um, but, hey, I mean, does it show lack of discipline? I don't think so because there's fights all the time in training camp and in practice on a regular basis. You know, because some guys think you should go at a certain speed in practice, and other guys think you should go full blast in practice. So, yeah, who knows? And what that's happened. what this fight was about. And they're probably, and huh? This—that's what this fight was about. 
What was it about? Oh, I, I thought one of the junior guys was going full full speed, and one of the the veterans yeah. told him to back off and calm down, and they got into a cup up over it. Well, and and you know what, I can see that because the junior guy is probably trying to win a spot, and the veteran is probably being a fat lazy bitch, and hey, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It does. It happens. It does. Go ahead. I mean, it, it, I can't recall ever having a fight between our own players when I was playing lacrosse. I don't. I don't remember. I, I don't. I don't think it ever happened. But sh- sure, shit, there was a lot of fights on the on the in the box when we were playing another team, not amongst ourselves, but amongst the other team, obviously. Uh, it's a tough sport, but yeah, I, I don't ever remember two teammates going at each other. I, I think that's really weird. Okay, Charles, Rudy, you guys got anything to say? Gotta watch my no, time here. Fifteen minutes. Otto is just kind of self uh, self destructed right now. Nothing's going right there right now. No, but it's funny. I love it. Okay, let's let's move on just a little bit. Um, today, I saw this announcement that the USFL and the XFL are in talks to merge together as one, creating a single secondary spring football league. And that the amount of people who are, A, saying, who cares? And the other thing is, oh, my God, that's going to destroy the CFL. And... You know, I don't know why the CFL doesn't isn't helping these guys in some way. I, you know, when I was in business, I was never afraid of competition because I knew I was always better than the rest. So I would help out my competitors because the stronger the industry was, the, the more people it attracted. So the more people it attracted, some of them are going to come to me. Some of them are going to go over there. But because I'm a better at my job, they're eventually all going to come over to me. That was my philosophy. So I would help somebody, even if they were across the street from me, in, in their business, because that's what I felt should should be, as opposed to trying to crush everybody. See, the, to me, the game of monopoly is wrong. It, it, you only win that game when you destroy everybody else. You you, you really should be, um, you know, making partnerships and and uh, you know joint venture deals and all sorts of stuff. That's how. Life is, is, is made. Monopoly is a bad game. Uh, I love it, but it's a bad game. Anyhow, so back to this uh, USFL-XFL merger. Do I think it's a good idea? I think it's the only idea. They're both going to – two things are going to happen. One is now they're going to be one business, and when they go bankrupt, it's going to be easier because then there's only one set of lawsuits uh, as opposed to them staying separate, and then they're, they're both going to go bankrupt. Uh, I just think that this is going to this is usually the beginning of the end when you start bringing yourselves together. I don't think they're being successful entities merging together to become something great like the NFL did, like the CFL did. I think these are two entities that are merging together so that they can survive so they can continue to exist on a bigger level. And I don't think that at that point in time, 
it's going to work. It never works. That's not not what it. That's not what mergers are about. You know, it, it you should be two successful businesses that merge together to become something bigger. You know, the the entity is bigger than the whole of the parts. Where this is not. This is not. This is not anything great. Do I have to worry about it as a CFL? No, this is not a sky is falling thing for me because I think there's enough leagues out there. There's enough players out there. There's enough coaches out there that everybody can survive. So I've, I've never been problem. I never have a fear of the competition for the CFL. I mean, if anything, the only league that the CFL should worry about is the NFL and there's no reason to worry about them. We have a better game. And there's more than enough players to, to run 18 leagues, never mind just three. Uh, no, I think it's a good thing. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd like to see it. I, I, I kind of want them to be successful. I don't want them to just die away again. But if they died away again, maybe The Rock will smarten up and just start a CFL team in America and everything would be lovely. That would be the, That's what we really need is we need some American, some, somebody who loves the CFL to, to say, hey, you know what? This is the money that we want to put up. We want to put up a franchise in St. Louis, and let's do it. How do you say no to that? Waiting for it to happen. Rudy, the merger, good deal? Good thing for the CFL, yeah. bad thing for the CFL? Do you care? Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's a wait and see. I think it's a wait and see. I mean, I think there'll be less teams now that the two leagues have merged, so you won't, you won't be as scattered. You know, players won't be going all over different leagues and jumping from league to league in the CFL. So, in that way, I'll just be kind of one other league that the CFL has to not worry about, but just, you know, have to deal with players leaving. I guess they'll be better financially, I guess, if they pooled their money together, the Rock and the USFL. I would think that would that would maybe keep them viable for a few more years. So, they're going to be around for a few years. Um so I would love to see a game between their winners against the Great Cup. They get, I think that'd be great. I would be all in, I'd be in for that if they wanted to play their their champion against our champion. <clears throat> but we get to use we don't have to use the ratio. How about that? <laughs> they would have to use the ratio. They can't do that. That's ridiculous. No, no, uh, we we wouldn't have to use the ratio in a game against their their champs. Well, whose but, rules do you play? Well, that'd be the issue, right? Because I think how you, how are you going to practice for that kind of game? You're going to play a half each. I say you do a two-game series and you play one yeah. game in each country and you use the, that uh, yeah. that league's rules when you play there. I disagree. Yeah. Hang on, and I'll tell you why. I think we should play a game in America with Canadian rules and we should play a game in Canada with American rules so that the fans can see the opposite of what they normally get. That's an interesting idea. That's not a bad idea, actually. Okay. It it doesn't doesn't do the CFL any good at all to go into America and get beat using their rules. No. I guess that's a good point. Right? But it does do something for the CFL. If we go down there, we play CFL rules and we – clean their clocks. That looks awesome. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. William, what's your thoughts on this? I don't care. Do I get ready with the bell? 
Why why do you have to ask me? I don't care. I really don't. What do you watch the USFL? Do you watch the XFL? You're I tried. I tried. I tried. <laughs> and it was not it was not fun, okay? It wasn't good football. I, I lost a quarter. Lost a quarter. Especially 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 about that time, I'm suffering from football withdrawal, and I try to watch it, and I just can't. Okay, because they 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 do stupid things like interview players while the game is going on and bullshit like that. It just drives me nuts. Okay, so, so is is the quality of football bad? It's not great. I thought that the USFL was better than the XFL. Why? Yeah, maybe. I just thought the quality of the players were better. Right, but is it, is it, are the quality of players as, as good as the CFL? No. I uh, can't say that they are. I, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out why these games would be so bad because they they literally they pay very similar money. And they uh, they're down in America. There's no taxes on it. Why wouldn't they get better quality players than they're getting? I mean, I understand people, Americans who are playing in Canada don't want to leave because of the the stability that they have with the teams here, and and, and that fear of loss. I'm going to go down there, and then I'm not going to be able to come back. And uh, I understand that. So, but there should be a there's a lot of Americans down there, high-end quality football players that aren't going to come to Canada because, A, they don't know where Canada is on a map, and, B, they don't want to come up here and pay the taxes, and, C, they just don't want to come up here and play Canadian football. They're, they're Americans, and, and there's an arrogance about being an American and playing football in America that they'd rather play football in America for less money than come up to Canada and get more money. So you would think that there would be a higher caliber of football player available to these two leagues. And it doesn't seem like that's happening. Well, I honestly think that there's some players that think they're too good for the XFL, too, that don't want to waste their time. Whether they're right or not, I'm not saying they are or not, but I think that that plays in there as well. But nobody goes to those games. Like, attendance is, like, bad. Worse than the Argyle game. At least in the XFL, you have fans, right? Yeah, and, and so is their, their viewership, too. It's terrible. Nobody's watching it on TV. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of one of those things. So do you think, Charles, do you think the merger is a good thing? Uh, I think anything that helps the game of football is a good thing. I don't think it's a huge concern for the, B, for the CFL uh, we didn't see a, a whole exodus to these two uh, two leagues uh, before. I mean, a few players went down. Darnell Sankey went down. McLeod Bethel-Ponsing went down. A few of them. I mean, Darnell Sankey's already back in the CFL. And there was somebody else that came back uh, that would play down there in the spring league that came back. Um, but all in all, I don't think it's going to be a huge detriment to the uh, – to the CFL, and the, like I said, if it helps the game of football, I have no problem with it. Okay. So what else? What next do you guys want to talk about? We have all of four minutes. Let's talk about that horrific 
that horrific accident on Monday night in the NFL. Did you guys see that picture? Oh, yes. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, oh. Hey, stop, 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 oh. stop. No, let, let, let's go back. we got to talk about Lewis Ward. Lewis Ward, the kicker Ooh. for the Ottawa Red Blacks, broke his boob. And he's gone for the season. That was on that kick what? return. Yeah. How, do you, how, how is that because he tried to tackle him? He tried but to I, make I a tackle on the – he dived at Terry Williams, and Terry Williams kind of ran right through him. And, and, he, and he broke his boob. Yeah. I believe the, 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 the technical term, he tore his pectoral muscle. And that, that, yep. that's a, an Andrew Harris injury, right? Isn't that Will, – Will, isn't that what happened to Andrew Harris? Yes. Yes. And, and he, he's gone for the season. Now, I have to question, why yep. do you need your boob to kick the ball? Why don't you just go out there and kick the ball and not worry about it? Um, but anyhow, they, 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 they brought in Domagala, Michael Domagala. Wasn't this the guy that he, wasn't he kicking for, for Saskatchewan or for Edmonton? He was Edmonton's punter, wasn't he? And he, and he got cut. I believe he was, yeah. So when Edmonton is 0-9 and they cut, cut, start cutting players, and then you go and pick them up, okay, this Let's bring them in. Good yeah, bring them in. Reel With them all due respect, though, it, it, it's, it's, it's Ottawa. Ottawa. Does it really matter? doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. So, yeah, they, 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 they brought in a kicker, and they, they brought in a place kicker, and they brought in a punter, and they're going to close off the season without uh, Lewis Ward because he broke his boot. Now, now, now you can talk about this horrific accident in the NFL. I, I didn't see it, but it kind of looked like the guy's leg was bending the wrong way. Is that correct? Is that kind of what happened? Yep. There's a picture. There's a picture on our our chat room. Just scroll up, you'll see it. It's horrific. Yep. Yeah. And what's sad about this is this is the second type of injury like this that this player has had. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it just kind of looks like the knee is going forward. Okay. Yeah. It's brutal. That's career though, eh? No way he's coming back from that to play in the NFL. There's no way. You wouldn't think so. No, well, you never know. Lucky that lucky that didn't it, snap off completely. Yeah. Maybe it did. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 548. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We got to talk football. I had fun tonight. We talked football all along. I didn't call it sleep. Uh, I do have a toothache still, but that's beside the point. Uh, anyhow, Charles, say goodnight. Good night, folks. Enjoy today, this weekend's games. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, Rudy. Good night. Good night, everyone. Uh, enjoy the games and can't wait to see what Ottawa does this week again. Yeah, Ottawa. Go Ottawa. No, who's, who are they playing? Doesn't matter. Saskatchewan. Doesn't matter. Saskatchewan, yeah, okay. William, say good night. Good night, everybody. I think I'll go to the football game on Saturday. Not sure. I guess I will. Anyways, you go. Might as, you might as well. You've got the tickets. Well, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so it'll probably be nice to sit in the sun. So yeah, go out. True. What else is there to do in Calgary? <laughs>